1: Welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy. I'm your host, Kevin Avery. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and partner in crime, Rob Langevin.
0: Rob, what's happening with you, babe? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'd say it one more time, but then it'd make it like a... I think if you said
1: you were good one more time, people would actually question if you were good or not. Yeah,
0: it'd be a double-double negative... I don't know if that, that makes any sense. It's <laughs>
1: like, like a quadruple
0: negative, I guess? Quadruple, quintuple negative turns into like a double wishbone. Hmm. Well,
1: you wow. know what they say. Two wrongs don't make a right, but two rights make an airplane.
0: Oh, uh, I get what you, did there.
1: <laughs> uh, this oh, is, God. This is... We're starting this podcast off now. Let's just end it now. <laughs> yeah, this is shaping up to be one of our worst opens. But anyway... Any the Glad to hear that you're very many goods, Um, everything on this end, just peachy, because Tottenham just beat the ever-living crap out of Manchester United in the second half, it should be noted. United actually, the better side in the first half there, but they just couldn't find their shooting boots at all. Obviously, after the loss to Brighton, now they lose to Tottenham. The defense isn't keeping clean sheets, the attack isn't really scoring goals at any meaningful clip. Do you think that right now, as we record on August 28th, that there is any Manchester United player that you're considering to own right now?
0: Well, the worst thing that sucks about this is they're playing Burnley. And, and you know, I think I referenced it on a turf score last week. In, you yeah. Know, the United, you know, Burnley's just has a propensity to, to let in goals right now. And, you know, if you're looking at this game and didn't realize that United sucked, if you just came out of a coma, how about that? and you just saw this, oh, I'm going to get all United assets this week because they're Mm. playing Burnley, and Burnley are just trash. Um, Yeah, I, you know, Josie's going to be on a vacation far away soon. He's going to have a lot of time to think it over. Yeah, my Uh,
1: favorite comment was um, right as Tottenham scored the third goal. uh, A Chicago Tottenham supporters group uh, tweeted out, introducing your next U.S. men's national team manager, Jose Mourinho.
0: Shit, that's funny. (laughs)
1: Like, yeah. Yeah, mm. uh, <laughs> uh, But it's real yeah. bad I mean it's worth noting that the player That showed up on the day was Luke Shaw yeah. Who considering this huge boost To wingbacks right now In theory should have value But if they're not keeping clean sheets It makes it a lot harder to stomach that
0: It's amazing how one-sided uh, United is They're like Amby Turners They're like the, the, the Derek Zoolander of FPL attack Like every play went down Luke Shaw's way and the funny thing is that on the other side, you know, you have Lingard and you had uh, Antonio Valencia. And, you know, in prior years, Antonio Valencia has been a top, you know, five defender. Um, so so them shying away mm-hmm. from him and going to Luke Shaw. And I know Luke Shaw had over 90, 90, 90 passes completed, I believe, in the game or 90 touches on the ball. Uh, that's that's a lot for a, for a defender, you know. I mean, it's not Jorginho category yet, but uh, – <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm just I'm surprised at what United is. They they are still fumbling around looking for an identity. Um, it's good because uh, you know Halloween's coming up, so they could just go buy a new mask and figure it out, and just be whatever they want. I'm guessing maybe maybe they'll be uh, Spider-Man or something something cool.
1: <laughs> Spider-Man wears red, so that makes sense. I was um, gonna say I was gonna say Batman because I just heard
0: the new Batman movie is gonna be re- the the Joker movie is gonna be released. Oh really? It's being made. It, you walk walking if anybody who doesn't know, or if Kevin doesn't even know, Walking Phoenix is playing the Joker. Wait, really? Yeah, Alec Baldwin is playing Batman's father. It's a pre it's a prequel to Batman. Alec Baldwin is playing, you know, Bruce Wayne's dad. Huh. So, so but Joaquin, we get to sit through the the uh the cliff palette reminder of what an what an acting family shouldn't be. Instead of we instead of River Phoenix, we got Joaquin.
1: Yeah, so, so. very quickly they were like, Ooh, we're all in with Ben Affleck and who's that weird dude, Jared Leto. And <laughs> like actually yeah. Just kidding. That whole Justice League cycle was a nightmare. They did very yeah. poorly. But uh, that, yeah, that, that almost I, as I, poorly I, as United. Oh, we brought it back. Oh, <laughs> mm.
0: got him. Um, I was going to try to make a Dark Knight Rises reference, but I, I
1: couldn't do it in time. Yeah, we we've all it, been there, man. Yeah. Um, uh, worth they're, noting. United
0: is the bane. They're, they're the bane of. They're the bane of FPL existence. Right
1: now. Ah, there you go. Got it. Got it. Got it right at the end. Um, <laughs> the uh. Another thing worth noting in this back line, because last week I mentioned you should get rid of De Gea, and that continues to look like good advice, is first of all, they were the so... This like, un- sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> People were so... or Sorry, Mourinho was so lacking in confidence in Lindelof that he played Ander Herrera as a center back, then <laughs> took Herrera off, and then Phil Jones got hurt. So I think now they're down to just three center backs, if, if memory serves, because they have... Um, Smalling, Baye, and third. Pro- oh, and Lindelof, who I forgot because he's not very good. Um, the talent, the talent was supposed to be there when he got to United, but we haven't seen it yet. Um, so anyway, th- that's who who's protecting your De Gea if you own De Gea. So are yeah. De Gea,
0: your De Gea.
1: So hit a hit a big question mark on him right now. Um, the other big news, there was plenty of news. We're just kind of highlighting, skipping around, but. A big news was that Richarlison, FPL darling, uh, got goals in his first two matches for Everton, seemed uh, destined to be a uh, Mares in 2015-16-esque guy, Um, picks up a red card. A little soft, if you ask me. Adam Smith kind of lured him into it. Um, But anyway, as of recording, there's been no appeal or anything, so he will be missing the next three matches. Uh, first of all, did you have Richarlison, and if so, how frustrating was it?
0: Yes, I had Richarlison, and yes, it's frustrating. Um, it's it's bad because you know people who didn't own Richarlison before last week probably brought him in because of the streak he was on. You know, games of fourteen and nine, three goals in the two games. He was looking like the the guy in midfield at his price at six dot six six dot five six dot seven, whatever you bought him at. Um, unfortunately, that is gone now because he's going to miss a few games. Um, he's going down in price um, tonight. So if you haven't shipped him out, please do so because you don't want to lose a dollar. But it depends on where you bought him at. You won't lose anything so you can recoup everything. Uh, it just sucks because everybody, you know, the amount of people that brought him in, the transfer rate was just, just gross. Uh, 713,000 people brought him in before week three, Oof. Uh, which is basically.
1: Like not from if, not from the launch until then, like specifically no, to, in match week three.
0: From from week two to week three, right. seven hundred and thirteen thousand brought him in. Um so that's you know, five million players right now. Yikes, that's like eighteen percent brought him in. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um yeah, I'm bad at math, but that may be wrong. Um so anyway, yeah, Richarlson missing a few games. Now now Kevin, the, the conundrum is you you just brought in Richarlison or you you've been you know cooping the the assets or that Richarlison's been giving you. Now the big question is where does everybody go? You know, given his price tag, given the limited amount of money that people have, who are the guys that you think across the FPL universe that you could trust? Give, you know, I'm looking at the the midfielder transfer in rates right now. Uh, the, the top three names, and they're all basically top four names are all basically around uh, Richarlison's price. You have Theo Walcott, you have Lucas Moura, you have Roberto Pereira, and you have Pedro from Chelsea. Those are the top four midfielders currently being transferred in and they're all plus or minus .5 from Richarlison's price. So if if you're are you a Richarlison owner, Kev?
1: I was. Um, from the start of the season in the goal game from week two in the uh, FPL game. Okay.
0: So if you currently are a Richarlison owner, where are you looking to allocate your De Andrade funds?
1: Well um, to take advantage of a double price change move, which we'll talk about in a second, I've actually brought in Lucas. His performance against Manchester United was exactly what we thought we were getting as a player in January. He just didn't really make his way into the into the 11. Um, but now that he's really in there, um, he looks so lethal. And for the majority of that match, he was playing ahead of Harry Kane. So being listed as a midfielder there kind of makes him a, a slight OOP kind of guy as well. Um, So I personally went to Lucas, wanted to get back into the Tottenham midfield. Um, But I think there are a lot of other guys, if you want to just quickly go through. The um, big mover (laughs) for Everton right now, not to still your thunder later from price changes, seems to be Walcott, because people are wanting to double down on this Everton defense. And I I realized that Walcott—sorry, that Richarlison— getting suspended probably means that Walcott's going to be guaranteed minutes and probably be more of a focal point in the attack but I'm concerned that they'll be less effective without Richarlison in there
0: I agree I you know who is going to step up for Everton in 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 that place is it going to be are we finally going to see the the hype surrounding Bernard maybe get more minutes um you know you're gonna you're gonna get more of a because I know there's no there's no real assets that you're looking at from the midfield. Tom, you know Tom Davis is not going to get the, not going to get the significant amount of push up front. Sigurdsson may get a little bit of a boon, but there's nobody else on through the midfield to facilitate the ball for Sigurdsson. And we basically have sailed off the 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 Gilfie, uh early season love. So I mean there's you're not going to go that way. Um, you, you know there there could be the the, the unsung hero that, that Everton always has. It, is they may have a, they may start another forward. Uh, further back down the pitch, who, you know, just like an Omar Nias, I'm, I'm thinking, is basically who I'm thinking, is they may start him. He's not going to be the, the, where Tosin plays, but he's going to be play where, where Charleston plays. So, unfortunately, he plays forward. You're not going to bring a, a, an Omar Nias in. But I think that's probably the way that they go because I think they want someone with offensive ability based on what I'm looking at given the, the Everton midfield situation. Because I think Theo stays on the one side, Sigerson stays in the middle, but then who are you going to put on the other side? There's nobody there that's jumping out to me that can actually play an advanced role. I don't think Bernard is is there. He's more of a defensive guy, correct? Like he's more of a sit behind the ball, facilitate, basically be the guy behind the guy. Tom Davis is definitely not the guy, and then everything else there is just, or just blah.com. Uh, so I think it is, Tosin, it is worth
1: noting um, Sigurdsson's creation stats are actually getting up there in both uh, accurate crosses and there was one more uh, chances created top five in both at the moment.
0: But I think that's because of what's going on around him. Look at the look at the you know the allocation of points that that Walcott is is garnering, sitting on twenty three, uh, you know Richarlison has twenty two, um, Tosin is just lying in the weeds in the middle. He's got he's got a couple assists. So I mean. There's players ahead of Sigurdsson that are doing things. They're just not doing it enough to make Sigurdsson himself be an asset. So, like I like I said, you know, Everton playing this week, you know, home to Huddersfield, who's just is okay but not fantastic. But they're so I think Everton's is going to score. I'd look for somebody like like an Omar and to to basically just slide into a Charleston slot and then basically play like a recess strike role and have them be more of a. Offensive-minded forward instead of like a midfielder, but that that's just me. I'm just looking at the assets from an FPL standpoint. Listen, a toffee a toffee fan could call into the show right now and completely be like, "No, it's going to be, uh, you know, uh, Kieran Dowell's going to come in and play." No, I don't I don't really care because it's FPL; it's not real life. But so I'm guessing it's going to be Nias.
1: That would certainly be interesting. I think he ended up leading them in goals last season, if memory serves. Oh, it may have been Rooney, and then Nias was second. Right. Um, yeah, I think it was 10-8, and eight, if memory serves. That, Probably. That, that, that bubbled up from an article I wrote a long time ago, and that's what I'm remembering. Could very much be wrong. Feel free to check it and let me know. DC, just... DC United's own Wayne Rooney. Exactly. DC United. Legend Wayne Rooney. Um, Gosh. Another uh, couple of interesting guys. A lot of people jumped on the McTarrion uh, bandwagon after the Chelsea match. Doesn't come up with any points this week. What do you think about him?
0: Uh, I, I like him i currently own him uh, arsenal has a decent enough stretch that i think that you're not you know paying for like a lot of you know you know he's 7.1 or 7.0 whatever you want to whatever you bought him in and if you're sitting on him with cardiff newcastle everton in, in the next 3 um, you're you're not like i said you're not spending a ton so it allows you to sit and hope that arsenal can get one or two goals which they are capable of against Cardiff Newcastle and I even Everton Everton's defense is blah. So I mean it's all about where you're investing your money other than Mkhitaryan. you know, how many other pricey assets do you have? Do you have the Salas? Do you have the Aguero's? Do you have maybe you jumped over to Harry Kane that the you know that he scored twice in, in August now and maybe the that whole thing is just a piece of garbage. Um, are you investing heavily in defense with with four four guys over 6.0 now, with, which is completely a possibility because that's a lot of the, what a lot of the returns are are looking at. So I mean, at 7.0, I think he fits into a a, a set it and forget it kind of midfielder, like a Ron Popeil midfielder special, because he's not going to kill you. He's in an offense that has capabilities to score. The schedule is in his favor, and he's had decent enough returns in the in the early stages. You know, had had a goal and an assist against Chelsea. So. I mean, people are still hoping that he could be that against a lesser team. So at 7.1 or whatever, whatever you bought him in, I think this is a, a time you sit on Mctarian, especially with the international break coming. I think this he's one of those players that you could you could probably get a good feel or read for for after this game week and 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 wait on.
1: Yeah, all excellent points there. And then the last one worth potentially a look for me would be James Madison. Um, mm-hmm just because I, I i like his play style thus far he can be a little wasteful at times but he's in dangerous positions um he had scored today in their cup match you'd assume he gets to start at the weekend and you you name dropped him last week as well um mm-hmm. so those two as a duo could be could be a little interesting the liverpool defense obviously has been fantastic thus far though which is why i'm kind of mentioning yeah. him last I, in this group of replacements I, is there anybody else you're keeping uh, tabs on here
0: yeah, I'd like to throw one other name in there. And I think people are getting shy or shying away from him a little bit because of his fixture this week because they do play Chelsea. I'm looking at a Bournemouth midfield It's Ryan Frazier. Yeah. 5.6. I think that you could punt down for Richarlison, uh, let Richarlison come back down in price because he's probably going to drop twice or even three times before the, after the international break and because he's going to miss a game after the break as well. So I think that you could probably come back with a Ryan Frazier at 5.6 because he did he did go up in, in price. Um Given decent returns, 11 6 2 in his first three games, goal and goal an assist. Uh, Bournemouth, you know, like I said, the only problem with with Frazier, this is he's, he's playing at Chelsea this week. After the break, he has Leicester, Burnley, Palace. All defenses that give up goals. And Bournemouth, mm. we, as we know, does like this. They can score, they just can't keep teams out. So they have to outscore them to be, you know, significantly better. Obviously, that's the name of the game when you're playing soccer because you really want to score them. So basically, I'd exp-
1: I just explained scoring goals. <laughs> Not only does scoring goals help teams win, it also helps your fantasy team win. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it do. It's like, it's like the thing that, that they kick it for. It's, yeah, the thing The thing with the other thing. The first thing. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Uh, now that we've gotten through some kind of early stuff there, just kidding, I want to talk about one more thing. Um, last week, I said Mendy was a most-own because he was on four assists. Now, this week... Because of Alonso. Now, Alonso also has four assists. I, I kind of think both of them are must-owns, but I think it's hard to own both. If you had to take one over the other, who would you pick? Uh,
0: I think that if you're, if you're committing to one, I think you're committing to both, to be honest. I think that w- the way that the points are being returned for defenders right now, investing $13 million in Alonso and Mendy, their current prices, seems like a good idea. You know, given what they've done with Alonzo sitting on four four assists and what Mendy can do, what what city attacks can do. Um, yeah, I mean there's there's just too much involvement from defenders right now. The top the top defenders returns are Alonzo with sitting on 35, Robertson with 27, Mendy with 27, and then you have Holobas with 24, Trippier 22, and then it basically goes into a gamut of other people, and then my Joe Gomez Love at 20 sitting sitting there um listen if if you're going to invest and only start three defenders how could you go wrong with investing you know 6.7 6.1 6.3 in the top three guys basically having your defense set for 19.1 million put in a Juan Basaka and another 4.5 defender and be completely done at 26 27 million I'm sorry the the points that they're getting is just is just crazy like the points and we I've talked about points per million bef- in returns before you know, you know the the highest scoring midfielder nine is nine to uh, 9.8, Sadio Mane he's only got twenty nine points mm-hmm. that's three that's three million more than Alonso and he's he's got six less points yeah so I mean from the standpoint of trying to uh, manipulate your team to get the best assets in having like I said nineteen point one million invested in the top three scoring defenders who all are on good defenses, are probably going to be three out of the top four clean sheet teams by the end of the year. Chelsea is going to be there. Liverpool is well on their way to be there. City is going to be is going to be there as well. We saw what they did last year. They just like to clean sheet. They, Liverpool, to me, is, is a team that you have to have an asset. So I, I'd hate to say that Robertson isn't in the same class as Alonso and Mendy, but I kind of think he has to be. And from a template standpoint, Alonso, Robertson, Mendy kind of has to be right now.
1: Yeah, it's do, do you agree though that it's hard to get both in with two 6.0s? No, or or, or let, me, let me rephrase that if you're not wildcarding because you, you got to get that money elsewhere, unless you know you have down, like you said, if somebody went down from a to somebody like Fraser, they would have the money to do it. So, yeah, yeah, I guess if you have the money to do it, do it. That's what Rob says. Well, the, well, the thing that it's easier to get to from a 4.5
0: defender to Alonso. Than from you know, six point seven or Charleston to a you go when you trade down to a useful midfielder because your defender at four point five or whatever it is is probably not giving you any kind of return. I mean, look at even if you own um, Ben Davis right now, he's he's sitting on five points return for you right now, and he's sitting at five point nine price wise. So going from him to Alonso is is point eight million. Going from a Charleston and down. And you basically can get almost three or four of the assets that we've already mentioned. When we were talking about with Charles.
1: Yeah, no, that's absolutely fair. Um, we, I'm sure, mentioned some of them already. Uh, but were there any notable price changes this week? Uh, of course, there's always price changes, Kevin. There's always. I mean, not for the first three episodes of the season, but now there yeah. are. Yeah, I mean,
0: uh, you have uh, Melissa Etheridge, the Cardiff goalie, uh, come to my window, but you should <laughs> you shouldn't be really doing it because. As, as me and Kevin just eloquently said off the air, look at his next seven matches. I'm just going to run them down. His next seven matches, Arsenal, Chelsea, City, Burnley, Spurs, Fulham, Liverpool. Yikes. It's not good. Um, yeah, and he's also the most in goalkeeper this week at over, I believe it's 80,000 in. That's crazy. It's crazy pants. Um, listen, everybody's enamored with penalty saves, and he's going to, listen, there's a, the antithesis to having a, a clean sheet goalie is getting a goalie that, that does and creates shots. There was tons of value last year in Fabianski because Swansea just he was saving a lot of goals mm-hmm. or shots on, on target. So I mean there's there's value in that. And his 4.6, yes, he's probably giving you better returns than anybody you started this season with in that four dot five you know price range where the 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 number of goalies and names are just uh, is long. Begovic, Patricio, you know, there's a lot there. Um, but given the upcoming matches. I'd rather I'd rather play the odds on clean sheet than him guaranteeing more than three saves per game at his price tag at 4.6 and then losing the clean sheet because it looks like most of those games he's going to give up a goal or not not save a penalty every time. He's not Superman or, or Spider-Man. Again, we'll name a Spider-Man reference. Um, on defense, Marcus Alonso's gone up, obviously, 6.7. Now, uh, yeah, he's got four assists. You know, I mean, he's... People were worried in the preseason that he wasn't going to get forward enough in Ansari's in system. Well, I was wrong as well. I didn't think that he would, would be included in this much, and he is. So I'm admitting that I'm wrong, and it's only took me three weeks. Hmm. So at least it didn't take me like 33 weeks to say, no, get Marcus Alonso. You need, Mar- <laughs> you need Marcus Alonso. Alonso, Mendy, Robertson is your back three. Set it. Get it right now. If you're on a wild card, put those three in. Put wan on one side— put another four dot, between 4.0 and f- 4.5 defender on the other place. I don't You'll think never...
1: there's another 4.0 starter anymore, right? Because that, Yeah, uh... it's uh,
0: Ryan Ke- uh, Ryan Kelly from uh, Wolves. Oh, uh, Bennett. Ryan Bennett from Wolves.
1: Okay, because um, Bednarik isn't starting, and then the guy from uh, Cardiff isn't starting either.
0: Yeah, I, I believe Ryan Bennett has gotten the last two starts for Wolves. So, I, But you could d- double-check me if I'm wrong, but it doesn't matter. Because you want if, if you have Alonzo Robertson and... And Mendy, as your starting three, Wampasaka is, is your first defensive sub. He's always going to play at 4.0. Your last defender shouldn't matter. You'll never, ever play him. If, if it does, your midfield and forward are, are pitiful and awful and you have too many injuries, and you should probably change those out instead of changing the top three defenders. Um, also on defense, going up, uh, Andrew Robertson. Listen, I meant we've I've talked about him. He's in the top three in scoring for a reason because people he's doing things. Liverpool has is, is just clean sheeting everybody and you want to own him. Midfield, Theo Walcott. Kevin mentioned before, he's gone up twice. I think this is more of a Richarlson getting suspended more than Theo Theo Walcott's trust and ability. Similar price tags, they want to just transfer one love from on Everton to another to another player. Simple as that. Going up twice in a week is crazy pants because that means a lot. Of- to him, a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, also, on ups in midfield, Eden Hazard. Um, I think I saw, I saw the the funny story. Uh, I saw Rafa Benitez's strategy before the game. Somebody took a picture, warning trip hazard. That was the that was the game plan for Newcastle <laughs> um, before the for last week's match. Uh, also on the ups, James Milner. I don't get it. Maybe it's his price. David Silva's gone up. Maybe people are just getting impatient and want to own a City player because they like the light blue. Lucas Moura coming off a two goal performance. Looks like I think my personal opinion is the best asset to get in a, instead of a Charleston if you have that extra .5. five. Uh, Roberto Pereira, probably probably one B in the, in the, in the love fest for me. Yeah, we or, forgot
1: to mention Pereira who you and I have both taken turns being high on over the past like two years, yeah. and he's now I, finally putting in the performances.
0: Yeah, I own him in a couple draft leagues, so I mean, I was all in on him and I got him really cheap because nobody really loved. I, I mean, if he could stay healthy, He's a top twelve midfielder this year, only because I think what Watford are doing is gonna is it they're not they don't have the sustainability to do what they're they're doing now all year, you know. But the Watford's gonna be a top ten top twelve team. They're not gonna be a bottom feeder where they're you know they're they're begging for scraps and they have a puppy and say feed my dog and they take it and buy crack. That's not Watford. <laughs> um, but Roberto Pereira, the only problem I think reason we didn't mention him, Kev is because of his fixtures. Because he has Spurs, he has United, he has Fulham and he has Arsenal as the next four. I think that's probably the only reason that we didn't mention him with it, but at 6.2, given that he's got three goals this year, you know, sitting on 26 points, I mean, you got to you got to love what Watford's doing this right now, you know. They have a top, a tough top 4 fixture this this week against Spurs. I mean, I mean one of the teams will be a top 4 team this year. It, it's not going to be Spurs, but I mean, whatever. Um <laughs> And then the last, last price change who will, will – end, it ends on a good segue here because I, I added this to the conversation points before we, before we went, on, uh, went on air here. And that's uh, Alexander Mitrovic has gone up. He's the only forward yeah. that has gone up. Um, Kev, I'm going to throw you an interesting stat. And I read this online because I, I was too lazy to look up my own stuff. Um, Muhammad Salah has 15 goals since February. Okay. Mhm. In all four of the top four divisions of England. Alexander Mitrovic also has 15. Wow. In the same amount of time that Mostola has 15 goals, yeah. Mitrovic now has 15 after obviously, last week's. Obviously obviously worth noting
1: that um that was in the championship. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean <clears> I actually <throat> I actually kind of have a follow up on that cuz I uh included him in an article I wrote earlier this week which oh, aren't you was sassy? Which is uh, obviously three goals and three starts in the Premier League. Those 15 goals you mentioned, came in just 21 starts since he Mm moved to Newcastle in January. So um, not only is he doing them, but he's doing it fairly efficiently. Uh, We did mention him last week, actually, in Mm -hmm. um, our uh, start sits, which proved to be very accurate. And it's uh, great that we both followed our own advice. And
0: And it wasn't a we it was a, it was a you because you went first and then they stole my guy and i had a, and then i had to go with Ian, i had to go with ianacho who got an assist but
1: well to be fair i did say we which kind of gave you some of the credit for me uh, being right sir. but you don't whatever. have to heap any praise
0: you don't have to heap any praise dude i'm already a 10 i'm already a dime dude
1: <laughs> fair enough uh any other ones are or, or we that is it for pro- Mitra, that then? is
0: it for that is it for price ups it's way too early in the season to worry about price downs listen you know the guys that suck <laughs> and you shouldn't be owning them because they're obviously not giving you returns or they're overpriced and you need to to parlay your money into something else. So if you're sitting at a guy and you worry about your your price changes, listen, there's all types of people on, on Twitter and Fantasy Football Fix that, that are right on point with all these price ups and price downs. Go follow them and you'll be right on top, top of uh, the world with the ups and downs if you're into padding your bank account because you, it makes you look sexy by having a, my team is 101.6 right now. I
1: don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh also worth noting um on Mitrovic, sorry. Uh he leads the league in both shots on target and is second in shot accuracy right now. So this yeah. this, this didn't come out of nowhere, I guess is well, basically it's, what we're saying.
0: It's amazing it's amazing that he leads still on shot with shots on target after Andre Sherla's uh barrage <laughs> yeah, per, right? on goal.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think he ended up having ten shots, five only five of them on target. And oh, I I think this was his first full start, which must have been. Must be why he's behind there. Um, All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with our starts and sets. So start looking in the right place with LinkedIn you can hire professionals like a professional Post your free job on linkedin.com/ people today all right and we are back I'm going to lead in so that I can steal all of Rob's guys before you can save them um, for forwards. Uh, we already mentioned Metrovich. I mentioned him last week obviously a good chance to double down um, on the other hand mm. this is and this is this is real dicey because do you?
0: What, when you use that cliche term, what if you're talking to an octopus? What do you do then? Wait, what? huh? You say on the other hand Oh snap on the octopus? other
1: flipper tentacle? I don't know.
0: but do you say it seven times?
1: on <laughs> the other 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 that's true this the, It does seem racist in the term of like actual race and species. Um, yeah, like <laughs> like what about birds? you know? true. on the other wing, or would you go other foot? other feather? But then you got to say other oh, feather a whole lot of times. They're covered in feathers. Yeah. Things that make you go... Hmm. Mm. <laughs> um, mm. But th- and this is this is gambly and way more gut feeling than anything really significant. Is even with Richarlison gone and thinking that the Everton attack might stumble. I really like Tozen to score against Huddersfield this week. I do too. I do too. I think that... I, I
0: think like I said I, I we talked about Everton more than any any podcast I think we've ever done in the history of a <laughs> podcast this week. Uh, listen, I love I love Nias. I I talked him up to high hell last year and I think that if he plays I think it helps Tosun better than than you think mm. or people think or yeah. anybody or whoever thinks if anybody thinks.
1: <laughs> Nobody thinks. Got okay, them too. That's the thing. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm not going to back up Tosin with stats. I just think he's going to do it. He tends to get assists anyway, which I guess is nice. Although it's worth noting that um, my whole front... Has Firmino scored yet? I don't think he has. He has no. not. So my front line of Zaha, Firmino, and Tosin has been two goals from Zaha, and then exclusively assists from Firmino and Tosin, which is not dope. Um, but anyway... Uh, Tosin, I just got feeling time. Um, In midfield, um, I personally brought in Lucas. I mentioned it earlier. It was both to avoid losing money on um, Richarlison going down and to save money on Lucas going up. So it was a bit panicked, and it's very early in the week to bring in a player. But fortunately, we're not into the Champions League yet. The draw for that's on Thursday. We'll talk about that when it happens. Um, Well, no, we won't. We'll talk about it the following Tuesday, huh? (laughs) Um, (laughs) But... (laughs) um, Lucas, again, just was so dynamic. Um, Vertonghen came out and mentioned what a nightmare he is to cover in training and that he's not surprised at all that um, NaCSU United struggled with him, like I said, playing further ahead than Harry Kane at times, um, listed as a midfielder, gives him a huge advantage. Uh, Erickson is creating, but he's doing it from further back, um, which kind of hurts his his value. I was originally on the... uh, I was originally on the uh, trippier set pieces. Doesn't take away value from Erickson because he wasn't converting on, on, on them anyway thing. But, man, it's sure starting to dampen my my love of Ericsson. Uh, of course, he'll finish top three in chances created the way he's done basically every season he's been in the Premier League. But certain, starting to lose a little bit of faith in Ericsson. So Lucas Lucas Mora is the the guy I'm going with here for uh, Tottenham in the midfield. In defense, it's time to raise your AWBs again. We got Wambasaka Basaka back into his house. Um, so uh, I, I think that him... In a favorable matchup here uh against Southampton, who I do not have much faith in at all Mm-mm. uh looks a looks a very good one and as you said, even if you are going max min in defense, Juan Basaka is your min anyway so uh time time to get him back into that lineup um Rob, who are you looking at and who are you hating this week
0: uh, who I love uh. See, I'm trying something new here and I I said it to Kevin, but Kevin did research beforehand. So I, I said I'm doing all my start sits on the fly and see how fast I can do it without sounding like a mumbling fool. Um defensively, you got to love I think you like Fulham this week. I think that Fulham is going to be going to travel well. I think they're they're traveling enough well. And I always go for for lesser known defense lesser known players than than Kevin does. Kevin does the uh, the well-known guys that are, like, obviously, because he's, he's Captain Obvious. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll go uh, defensively for Fulham this week if you're looking for somebody sleepy, like in that 4.5 range that I mentioned, that you want to pair with Wambisaka and the and the Template 3. So if you want to look at Fosu Mensah or maybe a Laurent that would be my call in there. Uh, so for midfield... Uh, we basically touched on a, a ton of midfielders this week but I'm going to go with somebody really popular and somebody really not really owned a lot but really expensive. I'm going to go with Eden Hazard at 10.6. Uh is definitely on penalties owned in 14.3% of leagues. Um I think Chelsea is starting to gel through the midfield. I think that's more of based on what is going on with who I mentioned before with Jorginho. I think that he's not he's not a conductor. He's not a after after the midfield pitch He's basically a sit-back, start the build-up. And I think he's he's flowing into that role, and I think Chelsea are blossoming off of that. If Ednazard on the ball against Newcastle basically dominated the game. They couldn't cover him for with a tarp, let's put it that way. That sounded dumb, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, so Ednazard <laughs> is my midfield forward. Since a lot of people are have pushed the wildcard button, which – is okay. I'm not. Dis- I'm not disagreeing with it because a lot of people like to set up their wild card now before the international break. I would say wait one week. But if you don't have Harry Kane in your team right now, now is the time to start thinking about how you can get him in. And Harry Kane is my start for the forwards this week because Spurs are about ready to roll when they come out of- when they come out of the international break. They have Liverpool after the break. And then after that, it goes Brighton, Huddersfield, Cardiff, West Ham. Mm -hmm. Harry Kane is going to score in maybe four of those games.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: You know, at 12.5, I know everybody loves Aguero. I know everybody wants to have Aguero and Kane at the same time. They want to have Salah. But now is the time to start thinking, how do I get from, you know, Albuquerque to New Jersey and getting in Harry Kane? It, it, it's tough. It's tough because a lot, a lot, of things have to be sacrificed. You know, whether that means going from a Musa to Sadio Omani and then going from a Firmino to a Kane up top. That's the things you have to do. It's all about sacrifice in FPL. But it's about time where the calendar is about to turn and Harry Kane is about to become a must own asset. Well, he kind of already started, didn't he? I know, but people didn't. Or he's not owned like he he. He was at the end of last year. He's only only 28.3% of the team, percent of leagues. But if you look at a lot of the, because there's already zombie teams that that don't set their their lineup every two weeks. He's, that number's less. It's only, it's only like By the way, they also
1: deleted that guy who had like 20,000 teams. Yeah. Which should help your OR. (laughs) So good.
0: But yeah, so think about getting Harry Kane in. I know he's got two goals uh, last two games, but after the international break, he's got one tough fixture and then five, five cookies. Harry Kane is 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 the forward to own. I'm I'm unfortunately I I think he's the better own over Aguero for the next basically to a Boxing Day I'll say, and then after that you can reconsider whatever you want to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: On my sits, uh, I'll start in defense. Scored a goal last week. Harry Maguire going against Liverpool. No thank you. Um, you can't trust Leicester defense against Liverpool. You can't trust let Liverpool. You can't trust defenders against Liverpool. Period. Um, Also, if if you want to be ballsy and be different, look at the numbers uh, of players being in uh, for Burnley. They're just not anybody. They're not the asset they were last year. Um, They're just getting beat up. If you currently own a Burnley defender or player, look elsewhere. Uh, Through the midfield, listen, I would love to say go out and buy Roberto Pereira because he's awesome. But just don't do it yet. Wait for the fixtures to get back into his favor. Wait till like week six and then see. If he scores against Spurs or United, good for you. We have assets in hand, but I'm not saying he's going to. Wait for week six when he plays Fulham. He plays at Arsenal, Bournemouth, Wolves, Huddersfield, Newcastle. If Watford is still a, a top, top team, they'll get through Spurs and United. I'm kind of unscathed. They'll maybe get – if they can get three two points out of, the, out of those games, we'll say two because that means they'll get two ties. They won't win one. But – if they get two points out of those two games, I'd be I'd be ecstatic if I was a Hornet fan. Uh, and on my forward sit, man, this is a tough one. Because forwards are always hard because there's not many there. And, you know,
1: I don't want to steal them and all. And they unless. are very underperforming this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd love to say Callum Wilson because I just can't stand Callum Wilson. Here, how about this? I'll, I'll say anybody who watched the, uh, Swamp, the Swamp Cow Cup today, do not buy into Abubakar Kamara. <laughs> Yeah, for Fulham, he had two goals. Um, he's probably either not going to play or not going to score this week.
1: Even he did though I kinda... on the left in the Tottenham match, but that was due to some weirdness with the yeah. There was like a Brian injury, and then they were wondering mm-hmm. if Sessegnon was going to play left, and they were like, "Nah, just throw him up there, whatever."
0: Yeah, hey, listen, who who do you think is going to score two goals more this week? Well, here, I'll give it to you, Kev. Who do you think is going to score two goals this week more, uh, Kamara or Issa Diop?
1: <laughs> um no because that is no
0: that's what dictates the world of fpl is what the they Carabelle do in, cup? The, in the swamp cow cup
1: oh man i really wish i had like i know you were gonna go there and like looked up what the ratio is of like top scores in the Carabao cup lining up with golden boot winners in the premier league my guess it doesn't line up no i'm guessing it it, it lines up like you accidentally swiped
0: left on tinder but she found out your facebook and stalked you <laughs> what? That, that, felt, <laughs> that felt very specific and fairly unrelated. It's totally related. When you think about it deep down, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a
1: it's a Easter egg. I don't know. Okay. Um now uh I oh I haven't done my sits yet. Have I? Um for my sits uh up front it's gonna be Roberto Firmino. As I mentioned, all he does is get assists right now. He's drifting out left a lot, by the way. <laughs> Um, when you watch him, he's not in the middle of the box. And that was kind of the point, is that he was cleaning up things that were in the box. He's not taking penalties this year, so his uh, ownership should go down. His 9.5 price tag was nice, because he was cheaper than the rest of the elite strikers. And now we're kind of seeing that we've gotten what we paid for. Um, still at 30% owned. Uh, I'd be surprised if that maintains much longer. Also, the coming fixtures aren't that dope. Uh, Lester away isn't good. It's not bad. Then Tottenham, Southampton, Chelsea, and City. Mm. That's not a fun time. So I'm Mm-mm. I'm I'm selling out early, getting off that crap, and then assuming that he'll drop, maybe consider him for the following run, Huddersfield, Cardiff, Arsenal, Fulham, Watford. Mm-hmm. That's that's not bad. That's not a bad yeah. five. This,
0: this is also a time that I just want to throw this back in there. If if you're doubting Mosulah, uh, and you really shouldn't because Don't. Yeah, his his returns are eight, nine, and eight, and it's he's consistent as consistent can be because Liverpool are gonna continue to fill the for the net. Mm-hmm. But what you just mentioned is in their next coming schedule, spur you know, Leicester Spurs, Southampton, Chelsea, Man City. If you were gonna be tricky and go, you know, cool on opposite day, this would be the time to to punt off Salad and then bring prepare to bring him back in.
1: That would be interesting. Um Oof. I, I don't ha I don't have the balls to be honest I, with you. I don't but. either. But if if somebody does do that and it works out for them, would certainly be interested in hearing about it. Um, in midfield, and this is actually going to be the big challenge for my team this week, because I did already make Lucas, and I'm not taking more than a minus four this week. I'm not wild carding yet. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but I have to decide whether I'm taking out Firmino or Bernardo Silva. Um, Bernardo Silva got hooked in, I think, like the 60th-ish minute um, last week against Wolves. And it kind of looked like that was going to be his last involvement. He was not very included in buildup. Um, Mara's obviously still there ch- uh, chomping at the bit. You still have Sterling in play. Um, De Bruyne's absence makes it more likely that Bernardo will get minutes just because he can play centrally or out on the wing. But, yeah, man, I, I was really high on him coming into the year. The De Bruyne injury just made me all the all the more certain that he was going to have a big first half at least. But I'm I'm starting to waver in my confidence on him there. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I'm not feeling it. I mean, admittedly, the, the fixtures aren't bad. I just would be very unsurprised if he doesn't start this weekend. And, and you know, trying to figure out what Pep's going to do, that path leads to madness. But
0: yeah, we, we've talked about the, the city midfield. I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't be involved in it, to be honest with you. I think you're looking for more heartache than chasing
1: points. Yeah. Um, and then in defense, I'm going to go with uh, Bernardo's rivals there in town. Um, With Manchester United, we talked about them at the Open. Um, If there's an upside to all these injuries and how crap they are, is that you know who's starting. Mm -hmm. It's going to be Valencia, Lindelof, one of Baye and Smalling, and And Luke Shaw right now. Yep. Uh, But they're not going to keep goals out. Shaw might get attacking value. Valencia will get his random two to five goals that he gets a year. Um, But aside from that, I, I just have no interest in what they're and what they're bringing to the table didn't even bring up their uh, coming fixtures because I just don't like it at all. They're playing Burnley this week. Actually, Burnley are scoring goals. So they're just also conceding them. Um, but yeah, they're gonna no. have
0: they're gonna have Big Sam in there in a couple weeks. Relax, everything's <laughs> oh under gosh. control.
1: Like obviously Zidane's the big link right now, but yeah, they they just they just need to be done with Jose. But whatever. I've seen a lot of United fans say that they'd rather him stick around and see if he could turn it around. But historically, has not been the case. If it did happen, would certainly. Be a fascinating turnaround, um, Rob. Before we head out of here, uh, you were talking about how you were going to wild card last week. I asked you if you were going to talk about it on the show, and you said you didn't do that. So, just curious in case other people are pondering whether to do it or not. What led to you thinking you would and then changing your mind?
0: I just I ended up just taking a minus four. Uh, I just changed a little, a little little parts instead of going for the whole you know fix. But my team is in shambles right now. I'm not really uh, doing so hot from the start, but I'm trying to piece together. To get to the uh, to a good template here um, I, I've brought in Mendy this week and I brought in Ryan Frazier for Richardson. Um so I'm, I'm piecing it together of, with guys that I like that are minimally investable you know Mendys 6.3 I think there's still meat on the bone there that you can you could chase points for Frazier is basically a minimum you know priced midfielder that you can go up from Afterwards on someone else on your roster, like if you have Mctarian, you can go to Mane, or, you know, if you own another punt midfielder, you can go to a 7.5 midfielder and get value. Uh, so those are my moves right now. I'm trying to set up myself for after international break. Um, I want to see what happens on international break. If any news or, you know, the like happens and then maybe I'll wild card after. Um, but we'll play it by ear for now. I'm chasing a lot of points. I'm chasing a lot of people. I'm not doing so hot, but I'm a better talker than, than doer, so continue to listen to our advice because, because we're awesome. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's true. We've said it for years, and it, it reflects, unfortunately. Um, but like we said, our, our start since we kind of nailed last week, and then I didn't make any of those moves. I don't know if you do yours, but just a, kind of a, a very frustrating start to the season in the official game. My goal game's going great, which is good, because that's my job and junk, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, right now, I'd say my goal team is far better than my FPL team, and you have a 75 million budget in goal as opposed to 100. So, not really sure how that's happened. Well, let, me, let me just pull it up real quick. In that league, still have Van Anholt, but uh, Allison, Mendy, Robertson, Hota hasn't been great, Salah, Zaha, McTerry, and Aguero, Wilson, and Richarlison. So, it started well um, yeah. <laughs> this last week. Not as Fuego. Um, But you also get three transfers a week. So go play the goal game at fantasyfootball.goal.com. That was about as shameless a plug as you'll ever hear from me in the middle of a show. Um, But it's not the end of a show uh, because now we're done. Um, But um, (laughs) as we part, advice to people on wild cards, for me, it's just listen to your heart. If you feel you need to do it, do it. If you think you can kind of squeak through, if you believe your team has the talent in it and, and it'll bounce back, go for that.
0: Yeah, my advice for wildcard is don't not ignore players on international duty. Just because they're going to play somewhere else doesn't mean that they're going to, you know, you can't predict injuries in any sport. Mm. But they should come back with it. They haven't they have they'll have five days to get back and before they start playing. So don't avoid players on international duty just because they're on international duty.
1: Yep, absolutely fair. Uh, also, uh, wait, is there going to be one more show before the NFL season starts?
0: Uh, should what's, be. what's today? Is it twenty? Well, there'll be. There's no game week that week, so we may or may not.
1: oh that's true. Well, anyway, um, Le'Veon Bell's gonna be back on Monday. So yay, he's he goes the to best work. running he back, goes in back in to fantasy work on the
0: opposite day. He should on Labor Day. <laughs> it's,
1: <laughs> it's true, but don't at me, Le'Veon Bell, the best running back in fantasy and probably the league right now. So deal with it. That. That's my outro. Okay, uh, Rob, tell the folks where they can find you.
0: Uh, on Twitter fpl underscore mnop and that's it because that's all i do now because i'm retired
1: he's he's lounging
0: i'm retired He got his feet up i collect seashells and i play with my grandkids
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's such a cute mental image um and Yeah, Um, for me, I'm Kevin DeVries at KevRuff on Twitter. Also, be sure to check out our Premier League and Championship shows on this very channel. Uh, I also uh, write fantasy content over for goal, and I do live text commentaries for Omnisport. If you're interested in those things, go look at them. If you're not, who needs you? We didn't want you there anyway, jerks. Um, (laughs) On that note, we'll head out of here. Uh, Rob, thanks as always for hopping on here with me to talk to the folks. Folks, best of luck to your fantasy teams this weekend, and we'll catch you next time. Peace.